This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by the Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. This will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I really liked. I'd hit a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass, or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and called it the town gardens. They have more than 100 televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything. You need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You're in the Words Huddle with me, Bram. No Marcus, at least up front today, but with me per usual, my master of all things sound mixing. How's it going? I seem I am fired up to announce that rejoining us for only the second time in the huddle, the host of the Steiny Guru Show on 95.7 The Game, a man who has used his talent, heart, and knowledge to earn a rising, remarkable career in sports radio, and a guy with one of the best damn hairlines in the business, oh. Mr. <laughs> Daryl the Guru Johnson. What's going on, Guru? What's up, baby? Hey, we came front. You got to tell the people, for whatever reason, my computer skills went bad, but you guys stayed with me. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. So anyone who's watching the video version of this, that's why I'm sweating profusely. It's like <laughs> we had Goo in. I'm all fired up to have him. And we spent eight minutes where he couldn't hear us. I thought we were going to lose him. But here we are. We it's made all good. it. Happy I- to be back man oh the i'm happy to have you and the best person to pass along this compliment is not even me man so there are people in my life who live by 95.7 the game one of them is a friend named ron he works for waste management over in oakland he drives one of the the garbage trucks so okay. he is constantly listening right what's up I, ron <laughs> see, you, what you don't know is that you just made his fucking week i've been desperately trying to get ron to listen to the huddle consistently this time i told him that you were going to be on and this fool hit me with this Dope, tell him his passion for sports comes through the radio and he's my favorite member. I'll be there. Oh, motherfuckers, he hasn't listened to one pod for us, dude. But one time you're on here and he can't get enough. Ron for president, wherever he is, I love him, man. I feel like I know him. Yeah, there you go. I feel like I hate him. You should give us some love, Ron, (laughs) but it is what it is. Uh, gentlemen, let's jump in and goo we're going to start with a segment we do all the time. It's called Glass Half Full. So we look back at recent hoop. Give me something you like and something you don't. I'm going to take the easy uh, one off the table. I'm going to reach for the the low-hanging fruit. I hated watching Steph Curry last night. Weird way to put it, all right? 50 points, the most effective and efficient shooting performance maybe of his career was nothing short of dominant and unstoppable. And yet and still, he lost by 15 points to a hated rival in their arena without one of their biggest fucking stars. And watching him come to terms with that, watching what that means, legitimately hurt my stomach, man. Like, I I, I almost had to, to stop watching it. It just hit me in this real nasty emotional place. So my glass half empty 
is watching Steph be legendary and having that legendary performance not impact the outcome. That 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 was just hard, man. Hard for me to watch. Yeah, it's it, you know what? And I'm sitting there just like you. You feel like well, I feel like we know Steph. I met him a couple of times. He don't remember me, but he he's so presidential. We all feel like we know him and gravitate to him, and we never see him this demonstrative. I just told you off air. Friday night at home against Cleveland, he got the tech, but that is bigger than a technical. Something is festering deep inside to where I don't want to say he could control it or he can't, but he's fed up. And for Steve Kerr in the huddle, this is glass half empty, talking about Drew Lee, and I like Mark Jackson. I know a lot of people don't. He did a lot for this organization. But for him after that to say, when a coach has to beg players, he's not saying this yep. is what Kerr was doing, yep. but you kind of were on that street for effort. I'm like, oh, this might be bigger than basketball. This may go back to the punch. And I don't want to be Ann Landers or the National Enquirer, but okay, yeah, it happened. We never saw it. And now Jordan Poole exhibit A is not looking like Jordan Poole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Something's going on and it don't smell right. So at the risk of stepping on some lines down the way here, the big segment we're doing today, I'm calling oh, the bracket okay. of blame. All right. In the bracket of blame, I've got four reasons. I think this is happening. We're going to try to, we're going to put okay. them in a bracket and figure out what we think the biggest thing is. But you know, I agree with you, Maxime, what do you got, man? Like I, or don't listen, I can't, I can't add anything else to this. It's an, it was, it was such a sad display and, and it did sort of feel like I wasn't even, I didn't even want to watch at a certain point. And I haven't felt that way in a long, long time. It felt uncomfortable. I'll fucking add something. Right when I thought I couldn't be more pissy, right when I thought that watching Clay on the bench contemplating his own fucking mortality would be the worst part of my night, then Damian Lee fucking started hitting three-pointers. And he's he's got, he does that thing where he puts the okay three down and then runs down. (laughs) You are not good enough to have a celebratory gesture. You know, like, get out of here, man. The the only reason we know you is because you're a brother-in-law. I don't need you celebrating on my grave. Like, I I took that hard, man. I'm not a big D-Lee guy. Let, let me ask you two guys this, man, because uh, D. Lee, Curry's brother-in-law, so you know Curry's got love for him. Uh, we were talking about this, Stani and I, and we, we differ opinions, shocker. But Draymond, I feel like his motor is on 1,000. Uh, I know he hasn't done a podcast. Stani says he feels like he's kind of going through the motions, but I'm watching him. Sabonis was having his way with him, and I know he's not the Jolly Green Giant, so you're not going to stop every other big P.J. Washington. I can remember a couple plays where he kind of threw the elbow in and one. What are you seeing from Jay, Dre? Do you think he's been like they took a power away from him? Because I wish it was that easy and simple, or do you think it's a little combo, everything, age, slippage? I don't know, but I'm defending Dre because he looks like – Effort-wise, he's dialed in to me. I'm going to back both of you guys. Let me start by backing you. On the floor, right? The jack-of-all-trades, plays defense, assists, understands the offense. All of that's still there. And his effort is there. I think he's doing all of that. All right. Floor general... Guy who brings everybody in, the motivator for the team, the 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 you know the the reason why or one of the reasons why the locker room is so cohesive. The guy who can go up and say, "Look, you need to fucking lock this in right now because you haven't done that." I feel like he's lost that. I don't know if he's still the emotional leader of this fucking team, and I think that might be because he punched his mentee. Oh, doubt, man. You know, um, and like we, I don't, I don't know that for sure. No, I get I, you. I do. I agree with both sides of that because on the floor, he does. He looks, he looks like Draymond. And by the way, the starting fives numbers all support yeah. that. You know, yeah. like those look fine. It's everything else 
that's kind of falling apart. But I mean, I tell you what, let's let's weaponize this. Let's get to the bracket of blame. So we, you and I, who have not been able to do this yet, um, I like brackets. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I like to fucking gamble and I just like arguing things out, you know? Love so it. like we'll take normal ass things, put it into a bracket and use it to answer a question. Today's question, what the fuck is wrong with Golden State? Okay, so here are the four seeds I'm putting into our bracket. These are the reasons why perhaps they are sub 500. Number one, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson are underperforming. Number two, the team is trying to have two title windows and as a result has no depth because the young guys aren't ready. Number three, the locker room has not recovered from the Poole Draymond punch. And finally, number four, Steve Kerr hasn't been able to bring this team together yet. So before we go through these, wow. all right, have I missed anything? Are there are there other big things that you feel like could be going on with this team that I didn't include in the bracket? Now to me, Max, you can go. He he covered them all. That that's covering all your the whole basis right there. Yeah. Yep. All right. So before we actually you know compete them out, just some thoughts on them. Yeah. JP versus Clay or JP and Clay underperforming. I don't have to say a whole lot about fucking Jordan Poole underperforming. He got paid $100 million to score, and he had two points last night. So it doesn't need a lot of analysis, okay? Clay underperforming. I do want to add a little something to this. So I have nothing but love for Clay in my heart. And also, let me say this. Safe fucking space, all right? I love this team. I believe in this team. I ride with this team. So as we go through this, as we talk about this, isn't this isn't meant like I'm turning my back on them. I just need a safe place to get some of this shit off my chest. Right. No so that we all know that. All right. So now the clay stuff. It's not that he's missing shots. Part of the game. I have no problem with that. You know, like that. That's gonna happen for a jump shooter. So it's not. I don't have any hate in my heart because of that. It's his fucking shot selection, man. All right. And it feels like occasionally. This fool is more interested in jumpstarting him than making sure the team is doing right, you know? And I'm going to give you a stupid analogy, all right? Guru, let's say you and I, we're still in school. We get a group project. We have to okay. write a book report, all right? We're writing a book report. You are getting chapter one. I'm getting chapter two. I start reading my chapter two, and I realize, you know what? My reading comprehension skill is kind of shitty. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing this well. So instead of reading it, I take a class. I go online. I work on myself, guru. I get my shit right. We get into class. We do our presentation. I come and tell you my reading comprehension has never been better. It's my turn to give chapter two. I haven't read it. I didn't do anything for the team. I focused on me. Clay's fucking taking those, those three-pointers, uh, you know, one on five. There's a couple times last night where he had Wiggins open in the corner. We may even have uh, video for that. He had another one where Steph yeah. was over on the left-hand side, and he chose to jumpstart himself I got a problem with that, man. I need like, especially now I need you to lock in and help the team, not just you. Am I off base? You know, no, to, to, to me, you're spot on, but look, it's so deep because Clay helped build this thing. He is the second part, the other half of the Splash Brothers. He was one time arguably the best two-way player in the game. So now this is just me. Yeah. Because Clay has come out and shared and been open yeah. and let us know what he thought. He was pissed off about being left off the 75, the with the top 75. I thought, and again, I'm just an outsider. I thought that was like not weak, but I thought that was beneath him yeah. because yeah. he knew his worth. Yeah. And we know number 11 is second to none, 37 points in a quarter. Okay. And then he got irritated 
um, not irritated. He let us know that Barkley's comments, I, I think I've heard Barkley say a hundred things uh, way more foul, but you can't get mad at, you know, what he was seeing. So with that, I thought to myself, okay, so Clay's in a dark place. He told us the Ramona Shelbourne piece, but we already knew this, right? And now all of a sudden you're watching another, forget the skin color, here comes another light-skinned cat from Michigan, basically doing a metamorphosis that I can't remember happening so fast yeah. right before your eyes on your watch at your gym. Yep. Parlay that into, you know, the 100 M's that you talked about, a little more than that. So I'm like, okay, I get all that. They love you. I'm about loyalty. So maybe I've, I've been thinking the Warriors and Kerr and Curry, everybody knows this is part of the formula. Shoot yep. your way back in. Yep. But now it looks like you're doing too. Now it's just what you talked about. It's a turnoff. You're not even making the defense work by swinging the ball, even right. if you want to shoot. So I'm like, man, is this Jordan Poole's emergence? And then Clay also fighting himself, which we get to try to get back. Yep. But boy, when you watch it, you can't ignore my man 11 looks super duper selfish. And maybe the rest of the gang, Curry included, they're afraid to say something to yep. him. Yep. Uh, I, I my mean, two cents. Yeah. It, it's hard not to feel that way. I don't think there's a single Warrior fan who hasn't felt a couple of times. Really? Really? That fucking shot, man? Like, we go, that, really? In this moment? The, the, last night, they, they came in these just frustrated they're, they're they're trying to come back they're down like whatever nine down six right. they got a big I stop thought they were gonna come back me right. too i kept getting ready for it so did fucking steph and instead of putting himself in that position clay is occasionally thinking you know what needs to happen here not the warriors win clay needs to become clay thompson again <laughs> and so uh, like i and what's unfair what's unfair Guru, I will never have the kind of talent or opportunity to tell you what it takes to succeed the way that he has in the NBA. Us both, all so, of us. You know, and so maybe that's what it means. Maybe it means that you need to have the kind of insane belief in self that, like, you fire up those shots without fucking thinking at all. But from the outside looking in, it bothers me. One other explanation for Kerr before we actually uh, argue these ones out. So my shots at Kerr, not his rotations, not his play calling, nothing he's doing on the floor. I'm not one of those guys. I don't have any critique of that. But what's made Kerr fucking special, right? What's made him a top 15 coach of all time is his ability to put together a cohesive locker room, you know, to, to have people that, that are, it's a kumbaya environment where they can constantly fucking succeed. And we know for certain that's not true, but don't take my word for it. Here is a clip from Kerr where he is describing the problems he's seeing. I saw a lot of hanging heads tonight. I think we're feeling sorry for ourselves and um, nobody's going to feel sorry for us. Um, so uh, everyone can't wait to play us and kick our ass. You know, we've had a lot of success um, and a lot of fun, a lot of joy you know, beating people over the years. And uh, teams don't forget that. So they're, you know, they're having their fun now as they should. Um, I've always felt the game rewards you if you, um, if you commit to the game, you know, um, if you, if you really compete together, shots go in, um, calls go your way, breaks fall, fall your way. And we're not earning any of that stuff. That's why we're winless on the road. Um, 
to pick up Cam. It's not, it's not about stats. Um, Steph could probably go score 75 if he, if he wanted, um, you know, and, and, and I, 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 I think that it's not about numbers. It's not about, well, Steph played well and nobody else did. It's about the team. It's about the commitment. I mean, what makes basketball special, what makes this team special over the years, the last decade, really. And our fans feel it. It's this this combination of joy and and competitive desire and unity and a and a purpose. And it's been beautiful to watch over the years and beautiful to coach. But that's lacking right now. That's lacking. And that's what our staff has to figure out. That's what our players have to figure out. That's what we have to figure out together. So it's that combination, boys. And I'm wow, like, man. Right? It's that fucking combination. And you could tell. I've never seen Steve Kirby at a loss for words. He doesn't I'm always nail you. it, yeah, you know, I'm but I've you. never seen him trip over exactly where he wanted to go. We saw that a little bit in that quote. And if you're – it goes back to what we said a few minutes ago. It has to be something from that fight. That, I don't even want that, that fight. Maybe guys are, they're afraid. They're walking on eggshells. They really want to tell Draymond how they feel. I don't know. Maybe they're, they're mad that the coaching staff didn't suspend them. I don't know, but I'm like you, but I've never seen him look that despondent and look like I don't have the answers. Have you ever hung out with a married couple and you could tell something was up? They didn't, they didn't tell you, they didn't give you your business, oh, man. you know, but yeah. like you could, right. you could feel, you could kind of feel that like something was kind of off and they're kind of chippy at one another. There are moments in these warrior games that feel like that, like no that, the, you know, there's, there's an unspoken fight here that I wouldn't mind to know a little bit more about. And I tell you what, let's, let's do it. Let's weaponize it. All right. I'm going to start with the second matchup because we're already talking about it. Okay. So in this bracket, we're trying to figure out the biggest problem the Warriors are facing. Our first matchup is the two first three seed two. Two title windows, Guru. They don't have depth. Kuminga and everyone's not ready, but they're our future versus whatever fucking problem is going on from the locker room and the, the Jordan Poole, uh, Draymond Green fight. Between those two problems, which is a bigger issue for Golden oh, State? Oh, there's no doubt. I know we just had the elections, but I'm going, uh, you got depth. You just choose not to play it. You choose to send it to Santa Cruz. I'm going the <laughs> locker room. And that's why that coach... Coach Kerr looks so despondent. It's something every we hear it all the time. I've heard it from former players. Oh, that happens all the time. Yeah, but you don't see it. Yeah. Talk to me to, to show me the athlete that got hit upside the head and the world saw it. How do you come back from that? So to me, this is a landslide. It's the locker room. It's new. And that's why everybody's having trouble actually. Like what it, and I love Loon Dog. What did he mean? That Dre had to win. Dre has to win their trust back. Right. How can I'm asking from afar? How can you do that on an 82 game season when you're wrong? Like, what's that mean? Hey, go get me some food. Go get my. I don't know what that means, but it was almost like it's not. It's something you get in the microwave, man. Hell yeah! Especially if the way that you've communicated with your teammates have been tough love up until now. You know, and then like, how, how do you use tough love now if you've thrown a punch? Um, so I agree with you. I think it's a landslide. I think it's whatever chasms in the locker room. But I will put just as far as depth. If we're sending Wiseman to the G League and I'm on board for that, that's fine. OK, but can anybody tell me one fucking thing that Jermichael Green can do better than James Wiseman? Because, I'll wait. I mean, like, I don't understand. What's his value, dude? Like, if, if we're going to have somebody in there smoking layups and shit and not playing well and not understanding the system, it might as well be Wiseman developing as opposed to just Jermichael Green taking up space. 
And you know what? That's what hurt me so so much is, and hurt might be too strong of a word, but last night wasn't about Kaminga. Last night wasn't about Wiseman. You gave up 150 points. I know it was 130, but it was embarrassing. It's not the Warriors' way. And I always thought the Warriors' way was going into the season, okay, maybe Curry, Dre, and uh, Clay will take a step back somehow, you know, minute-wise. I was like, okay, I can't wait to see how that manifests. But the youngsters will take that next step. And what I don't like is, and why people keep coming at me is, why would you expect that? Because this culture told me that's which way it was going to go. And that's why you said bye-bye to Porter. That's why you said bye-bye to um, uh, Gary Payton II and Bialica. Let these dudes crash and burn so it will be greater later. And I'm just blown away that the title of the jam for the Warrior season is we're going to point our fingers at Moody, who's got a couple DMPs that I honestly feel like he didn't deserve. Yeah. And Kaminga, I just like, how are you helping this? And Wiseman, I said this today, and people are, well, if he's selfish, he ain't thinking that way. If he was in his dorm or wherever in Santa Cruz watching that that version of his team, uh, he had to be like, could I really do any worse than, than Jay Green? Oh, absolutely. So right. I don't get it. You you say that, uh, Guru, as if I didn't steal that take directly from your fucking show. I listened, oh, and I knew I would. I I I'm Dang. nothing if, if nothing if if I'm not a shill. I will always play to like what I've heard. So I'm like, yeah, I love it. Take the other side of this bracket, all right? Um, because we already have two on this side. So the first seed, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, are underperforming versus the four seed. Kerr has not been able to to build a bridge between the fractured locker room. What do you think? What's the bigger problem? Oh, uh, it's it's number one. It, it is pool and it is clay. And I'll say this about clay and I'm no doctor in my mind. I keep saying this. I'm a sports romantic in my mind. In last June, I was so blown away from the science aspect of Clay Thompson, his ability, forget the ball going in his ability to come back in January and play 30 minutes and had a pretty good playoff run. Yeah. There was never, oh, Clay Costas. It was never what we're watching now. So I assumed, and you know, when people assume what that makes them, he would be in the lab all off season. And I kind of get now that he said he didn't want to risk getting hurt and pick yeah. up because that's how we got hurt. But man, I thought that's when you would get stronger, quicker, or get your groove back like Stella. So, okay, I'll give you that. The, the mind game on you don't want to get hurt. But Jordan Poole, you signed that contract knowing you weren't going to start. So if that's, that's it, right. I would rather hear a soundbite of him saying, I can be myself when I start. Haven't heard that. Then I hear Coach Kerr say something that, dude, this blew me away last week. Oh, Jordan's playing against better defenders. You don't go give him $140 million predicated on, oh, you're going up against the B's and C's. His offensive repertoire to me last year was I can give it to anybody. Yeah. But now I'm watching him like, was that Calipari one and done? Did Like now I'm questioning how great is Jordan Poole? And I know it sounds crazy, but I'm like, was last year an anomaly? God, I hope that's not true. You know who he reminded me of last year? Monte Ellis. Oh, he did. He, like he didn't say, just got to the rim. That's he had, a great he had more call. moves than he needed. Um, I just, I just loved watching him. Something's missing right now. Uh, Maxime, weigh in. What do you think? One versus four. JP so, but, and Clay versus Kerr. 
So it's, I mean, it's the this bracket is set up correctly, right? They're the one seed for a reason. I I was thinking about you guys know what a keystone is in like an yes. arch where you pull out the keystone and the whole arch falls apart. Okay, I feel like we're talking about three different keystones here. I I can remember three sort of touch points uh, for what we're talking about for the Warriors over the course of the last few seasons. Strength in numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Draymond is the heart of the team, and the Splash Bros. All of a sudden, the Splash Brothers turned into the pool party. It was sort of that same thing. Every single one of those has eroded this season. And with all of those gone, what is our team identity? This is everything that we built on. So Kerr, I don't blame him for needing to take some time to figure out a new way to pitch this narrative in the locker room when you've lost all three of those keystones, right? I I think at a certain point, you Jordan Poole, look, we're a month into this season. I remember seasons where Steph had an awful first month of the season. Okay. We have seen month-long slumps. I'm not ready to give up on Jordan Poole yet. I'm really hoping it wasn't a one-done, he got the bag, and now he's not going to be worth anything anymore. I think it's worth giving him a little bit of time. Clay, on the other hand, we've seen enough of this. I've seen him, like, dribbling a lot more. He used to be famous for taking 11 dribbles in a game, right? And now he's, like, forcing this mid-range, being a really uncomfortable situation. Again, you're starting to see these things fall apart. That's no more Splash Bros. You have no more heart from Draymond. When the heart of your team punches an appendage in the face there's no more heart to that team so now all of a sudden okay so we don't have any more splash bros we don't have any more pool party we don't have any more heart to the team and then now we're sending guys to the g league which i think is the right call but nonetheless you're seeing the erosion of the end of the bench there is no strength in numbers what identity is left what is kerr supposed to do quick quick logistics well said yeah, well said enough, Rob, admit something to you. I had no idea what the fuck keystones were, and I pretended like I did until we got to the <laughs> end of that. So that worked out fine by me. Another logistic. Again, I know I said this, but it's important to say again, save space. We haven't given up. The, the people oh, who are no listening doubt. who think that we've given up, we have not. No. But there are frustrations that build up that must be taken out, which leads us to the culmination. All right? So it is now. We've we've narrowed it down. It's the one seed versus the two seed to, to no surprise. It's Jordan Poole and Clay are underperforming versus there's something up with this locker room. The the joy in basketball is no longer there. Guru, what's the biggest problem? The joy in basketball is no longer there. Um, and again, I used the word neuter. That might have been hard. But to Draymond's credit, he hasn't recorded a podcast. And I don't know if that was a mandate. But I could kind of see him saying, okay, if you guys are going to not Kyrie type of situation, but give me a checklist of what not to do, maybe less is more. I won't talk. But yeah. you're right. I don't see him getting in guys' face. Yeah. I I could see him wanting to, but it is uncanny watching like he ain't being Mike Tyson, the right. good Mike Tyson that, uh, you know, rubbed off on his teammates. So that's why I think we are where we are. I'm not giving up on Jordan Poole by any stretch, uh, Max, you said it, but I can't hide the questions and thoughts that come into my head. So this last thing is when Kerr said uh, last night, uh, the Drew League, I keep saying, okay, that's not about that. That's okay. Looney doesn't shoot. Draymond doesn't shoot. Uh, Poole doesn't start. So now you're really talking to Clay Thompson, I thought, but you got to go all the way around in front like it wasn't just meant to that guy. And I just think of the Warriors culture. When did Steve Kerr, you just want to chip. Who's moping? I don't care if you were 1-14. in 14. You just want to chip. But for you to tell me, guy, he said the shoulders are shrugged, guys are moping, that's my number one, Bram. Something's up. 
I so if we had if we had talked about this yesterday, I would have told you it was Clay and JP. I was all in my feelings about the Clay shots. They had pool having two points. There's no question, right? Okay, then then those quotes you've nailed them. So the one we played, and then the Drew League thing. So so people aren't up on it. Drew League is a summer league that's played yeah. in LA and open gym. Uh, open gym. That's exactly right. People go to showcase how good they are. You know, you don't give a fuck about defense. You you show off your dribbling skills and everything. Put differently. Drew League is where people go to better themselves, to show how good they are. Only think of their individual game, not the team game. And so if that's what Kerr is seeing when he looks out on his team right now, this is a Drew League game. They're not playing together. Then the much bigger problem, it's not coming from me. It's from the fucking coach. It's not two players. It's the cohesion between all the players. There's something here. Clean sweep, Maxime, do you agree? I do agree. I do agree. Because again, if this is what I'm saying, if if you can have something like strength and numbers, something you can rally behind, that's a motivating force. All yeah. of a sudden, if people come together and say, okay, we can get behind this. What's the point? I'm not, look, I, people need to make money or whatever, but they make a lot of money. They don't need to be like, they can go get another job. It's fine. Right. If you don't, if you don't love what you do at a certain point, you're not going to want to do it anymore. Wow. Last topic. All right. This one's called the magic button guru. And I'm excited for your answers for it, but before I give it to you, it needs a little bit of a, a preface. Uh, Stephen A. Smith had a quote today that went fairly viral. Maxime, let's play that. And then we'll figure out the magic button. I'm not going to blame the warriors for that just yet because in their eyes, and I know this for a fact in their eyes, they didn't come to the se- into the season aiming to rebuild. They expected Clay to be better. They expected Wiseman to be ready. They expected Moody and Kaminga to be ready. So now that we see there's some question marks about that, it's a legitimate question to ask now. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be fair to sit up there and say, they were. Are, are you rebuilding or not? Because that wasn't their attitude. Their attitude was, we're the reigning defending champions. And we believe we got a chance to repeat with our squad. They believed in their squad. Now, if you have changed and you no longer believe in some of those young guys, okay? In some of those young guys. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and make the trade for Kevin Durant. Yeah. Go ahead and make the trade for Kevin Durant. Yeah. Oof. Okay. So. Here's what I want. We've talked about the Kevin Durant thing, but I got a different slant on it. With that in mind, I want you to imagine this magical scenario, Guru, all right? The game ends last night. Everybody's frustrated. They all go into the locker room. uh, Steph, uh, Kerr, and Draymond all open up their lockers, and in there is an envelope waiting for them with instructions and a button. The instructions say, if you press this button right now, Clay disappears, Wiseman, Kaminga disappears, Kevin Durant appears in this locker room. They could make the trade instantaneously just by pressing this button. All right. We're going to go through all three of them. And I want you to tell me if you think they'd press it. Start with Kerr. I'll go first on this. I say, yeah, I think he would. I think I know what he feels about clay. We've heard him say, I value family. I also think Kerr is a fucking killer. He's getting frustrated with the two title windows. I think he would trade clay. I think if it was up to him, he'd trade him out for Durant. Do you boys agree? I disagree. And again, you know, I keep going back to the mob movies and, 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 you know, all that's based on loyalty. I honestly believe Steph Curry, Steve Kerr would not sign off 
on going to get re, uh, bringing Kevin Durant back at the expense of losing one of the three musketeers. And that's why I keep calling myself the sports romantic. I could be a fool, but that man to me, that means something. And that's why I feel like he gives Draymond the leash that he does, even with the backlash from guys like me, people from afar, it's a bad look. But all he says, in my face, he said it. I wouldn't change a thing. That I know Dre, I know our relationship. I'm that confident in it. So forget what you guys out there think. This is how we're going to handle him. I could never see him saying bye-bye, Clay, to go reacquire Kevin Durant. Let now, basketball-wise, makes all the sense of in the world. He so, wouldn't do it. Let me run some names by you. You ready? Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Clyde Drexler, uh, Tony Parker. Um, there's a bunch more, but I'll stop there. You know what all of those people did? Not finish their careers yeah, with the fucking right. teams that are legendary. And I'll, I'll put it a different way. There's going to be a time when we unveil a fucking statue for Clay Thompson. There's going to be a time when we put okay. his, his, his jersey in the rafters. And when we are doing that, that's the time to recognize what the fuck he has done for this team. I'm not sure, you know, if, if, if push comes to shove, if Kerr sees Steph Curry night after night, given 50 spots and still losing, I'm not sure. And I'm, I'm piggybacking you on you guru that, they are wasting Steph Curry's fucking talent, oh, no. and these guys all know it. I'm not sure how long they'll be willing to do it, but I hear you. You said you say no for Kerr. Are you saying no for all three? I mean, we'll just put them all together. All three of those guys have the magic button. Yeah, it would be you know. And you know what? You know why? Really, real quick, why I really say that is we. It was in the Athletic. It was reported that they had the veterans of the Warriors had conversations that Curry signed off on. If you want to go bring uh -huh. Durant in. I'm down with it. And that blew me away. But I was like, to what extent? You ain't talking because you got to give something to get yep. something. But I could be totally wrong, but I just – I'm saying no to all three. Do you agree, Maxine? I, I don't know. I haven't – I hadn't even gotten to processing Steph Curry. And I, yeah. I do think that the first two at least say no. Um, And I don't – I don't, I think Steph probably says no too because I completely agree with you, Guru. And like the sports romantic, man, that's so on point. I, I've never – I've never resonated more with a concept. That's exactly how I feel too. I just want to be optimistic <laughs> and because part of my joy of watching this team is watching Clay get excited, right? Watching <laughs> all these characters come together, this beautiful chemistry that made for the most incredible basketball that we've seen in this modern era. It's, it's phenomenal. But I think the key thing is – People still remember, fresh in their minds, Steve Kerr still remembers fresh in his mind having to deal with Kevin Durant on the bench. It's well, not yeah. like we have a better situation coming back necessarily in terms of the emotional landscape that we have to deal with, not to mention. If we say, oh, okay, if, if Steve Kerr says, you know what? Yes, let's get rid of Clay. That's really what we're talking about here. Wiseman's an ancillary piece in this. If we're talking, okay, I'm going to trade Clay for KD, theoretically. What you bring back is something where you're saying, oh, okay, we're willing to go back to a situation that we had before. Yeah. Whereas you can see a future where Clay does figure this out. And like, what a galvanizing force that would be. Like, holy shit, all of a sudden Kirk could point to that and be like, come on. We said last in the on the offseason last year, if Curry can come off the bench, anybody can come off the bench. Wow. We're saying Clay Thompson, if anybody can come back, like Clay Thompson, if Clay Thompson can come back, anybody can come back. That's the type of thing that brings a locker room together. And I feel like bringing KD in the in the room might be the thing that finally undoes the locker room entirely. Yeah, man. Say they they reached the the they were the evening of the trade deadline. Fast forward here, okay? Fast forward, and the if, if we time has not solved these wounds. Okay, and then hopefully that's not true. Fast forward, we get to that portion. We're still having all these issues, the, the depth issues, all that shit. Do you still think the answer is no? 
if, if they've spent two months watching Steph maybe playing the best basketball of his life, this is the last time you're going to have a top five player on this franchise, wow. probably, you know, so you either maximize it now and go for wins or, you know, it's no longer a business. It's just a family environment. Don't worry about the wins. You know, like, do you, See, do that's you a different this? story. We're 15 in yeah, there you and go. I'm like, Max, I'm saying romantic. It ain't going to happen. But if you're telling me we're 45 in, we're at the all-star break, Clay shooting 30% from Does three, 37 from the field. You know what? You might be. I would sign off on something's going to jump, uh, jump because Curry would then be way more, and that's what it's really all about. Well, and there's two people who aren't who don't want to pay for a sub 500 team. Okay, one's Joe Lacob. He's not. He's not paying these luxury tax to watch a team that's two two games under 500. But I'll give you another fucking uh, set of people who are not season ticket holders. The amount of money that they are charging for this team is not a sub 500 team. The the Silicon Valley douchebags who want to tell their friends that they pay $10,000 to watch the best team in the NBA do not want to be there when they're three games around 500. They are not. And so there's going to something, if this continues, if this kind of middling continues, there, there's going to be an explosion. I don't, you know, it might not be the clay thing, but I do, I think there's going to be a, a big roadblock that's I coming feel up. That. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd be able to talk you into saying yes to one of those three. And I, I now came off as the asshole. I'm the only guy who said yes on the button. I wish I had gone last. Dude. You went Stani. You went full Stani. Exactly that. right. And I thought for sure, I thought I'd get some fucking support. Even my boy Maxime didn't support me, man. He went, went on your side. I'm, uh, what up, Max? Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, Listen, can we, can Some I just say, friends. I cannot believe we're how far are we into this? We're like 35 minutes into this and we still haven't really talked about Steph dropped his 11 50 point game. Yeah. This just it's, abs- I mean, and this is the right thing. This is how we should be. This yeah. is a crisis situation, but it's uh, 11 is not that many, right? I mean, it, it kind of feels insane that it's happening. Here's why you are hundred percent right, man, it, because it, it's the, or, or I shouldn't put it that way. The reason we're focusing on the downside is that his upside is what's underlining these fucking problems that he could do that, that we're sitting on this unbelievable historic, let's see what Steph can do performance. And for that to be the outcome while Chris Paul was still out, it, it underlines the problems. You know, we, if, and in fact, if, if everybody was slowly declining, if Clay and Draymond and Steph were all showing the signs of age, there's no fucking urgency. That's the passage of time. That's how linear time works. Fine. You know, then, then it is what it is. We watch it go down and nobody panics, but that's not what's happening. You know, there's a stark contrast. Steph shows he is still the kind of player the Warriors are never going to have another one of. This is it. And so that that's what provides this urgency, this 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 difficult nature behind it. Yeah, it honestly, it, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because I, what we're seeing right now is a man who people continue to say is the most in shape of any player in the NBA, not for a 35-year-old or what, just period, in the whole NBA. And and to feel like that we're wasting this opportunity that while we're seeing LeBron start to age out, I mean, this is Steph's opportunity to cement his legacy, to to further it past, to get that fifth title and stop having these conversations about who's the greatest of this generation. It just is Steph. It's just so frustrating to see that squandered. Well, and you can see it bothering him, you know, between the technicals and the facial expressions and the whole nine yards. Guru. I look forward to this for fucking a couple of weeks, man. We, we've right had like on, scheduling man. things, you know what I mean? It, it worked out. We got past technological problems. Yeah, we did. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. And I am positive I'm not the only one for people who need way more guru in their life. What hey, right on. I'm going to say this to both of you, though, man, because uh, Max mentioned crisis. The Knicks are no joke. 
And if nothing's going to change with the way the Warriors are playing by tomorrow, New York has everything that has been the Warriors kryptonite this season. So I say that to say is I'm worried, man. Uh, That's right. I'm going. I'm going tomorrow. We'll see. I don't think like I I will either be super locked in or hammered by the halftime and being like really upset. So, I mean, one way or the other, we'll see. uh, We'll see how it plays out. But we Guru, where can they go? The time to advertise the personal oh. brand, man. Where do they go to? Uh, 12 to 3 on 95.7 a game, Monday, right on, Monday through Friday. Download the Odyssey app, and you can find me on Twitter at Triple D Guru, D D D G U R U. And uh, it's been a pleasure, man. You guys are just, I got to go find the Shasky one. I missed that. I saw the oh, it's out. I got to You got to get Steiny on here. I uh, wish we had him on too. You missed. I'll send you that one as well. Shiny's a, uh, an old friend of the show for us. Okay. All right. I got you. Did anything. We only have one social media presence. I'll shout you out tomorrow, man. Uh, they got to get it fixed, man. Oh, you're all good. Uh, our, our Twitter account is at Warriors Huddle. Um, you want to shoot us. Any support on Patreon, go to Patreon. All day. R-E-O-N, look up Warriors Huddle, and you can get us an email to get us a golden question. You can send that one to huddle at warriorshuddle.com. Without a mind. Go there it is. See you next week. Take it easy. Good, good.